Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 64. I'm your host, Wax, here, coming with you here on a Sunday. Damn, we usually record on Thursdays. But, yeah, uh, you, you like giving them the secret. I know, I know. Well, come on. We I, already I thought, spent... I, I thought, I thought you were going to build it up, you know? Build up the suspense. We did a 10-minute preamble last week. Yeah, this is how we do intros now. We, we just uh, spent 10 minutes doing be- like just meta talk behind the curtain shit. Ads, how are you? How are you doing? How do you feel about this Sunday episode or Monday Monday morning episode for you? Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I haven't detoxed from talking to you, Wax, yet. Like, I, I feel like there's a there's, <laughs> there's a ritual of like you know, like after like three or four days, I get the yearning to then talk to you again. But you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's just it's just weird. It's, it's I I feel like the process is off. I'm all yeah, about trusting I'm, the process personally. I'm already feeling the stress of like what this would be like if we had to do a daily. Like, what if this was actually a daily radio show and, and we had to come into the studio every day and do this? Imagine, imagine what hell it would be. When I was doing journalism in university in my first year, um, somebody asked me, so like my uni had had like he's like a pretty prestigious journalism degree or whatever, and they have a relatively big um student run i think or at least uh, students can go on it student run um the uh, radio channel like an actual radio channel and somebody asked me once they said do you want to host or help no i don't think they said host because obviously i don't just rock up and host it straight away but they wanted me to like join in and like help with the morning show and they said i have to be at uni at 5 a.m in the fucking morning and it's a no. one hour train and i was like huh F- 5 a.m you got anything later, like, you know, four p- uh, Also, I, I, I went to uni maybe three times a semester, so that didn't help as well. Um, but, yeah, like, that. that's why I think if, personally, I'm never doing a morning radio show. Why is morning the most prestigious one, you know? Why is it morning? Because it's the most listeners. It's drive time. Like, drive time is when you get the most listeners, and that's why it's the most prestigious. What about, what about afternoon? Why can't the afternoon dudes and dudettes have a... Have, have more respect given to them. I actually wonder about that too, because uh, I, the second most prestigious slot, like, like both drive times are the most uh, prestigious ones, but for some reason, morning is, it's the biggest one. Like, I, like guess, all, I guess all the radio stars come from the morning, right? Oh, uh, you know what? I guess it's because uh, morning, it has the drivers and it has like the people who just wake, wake up and want to listen to radio. So okay. it's not just the, the commuter crowd. It's just basically the biggest crowd possible. So that's why it's the biggest time slot. And I guess if you if you have the afternoon slot, um, you know people finish work at different times, so maybe it's more spread out. Something I don't know. Yeah, but even, even if it wasn't after yeah. after work, they don't go straight back home. Whatever. Yeah, and, and maybe people's uh, times they get off work are different. Who knows? Any in any case, I just am saying, like, even if the show, even if a radio show was on at a more amenable time, I can see how the already just uh talking to ads again like like you said it's it's, uh it's it's starting to feel like a chore somehow even though it's it's only like what is it five days earlier than normal four days earlier than normal yeah it is it's a chore wax it's a chore so bring uh, wait first i want to shout out i want to shout out somebody before we go into the first topic i want to shout out rafa nadal rafael nadal for winning his 21st we've we've somewhat covered um tennis somehow Sometimes, and I just want to shout him out. Twenty-one, uh, beating uh, Medvedev and also beating Federer and um, Djokovic in the race to twenty-one, 
which has been, you know, pretty interesting race. I think most people would have said Djokovic would have won, but because of uh, things discussed on the on the on the show, did you read the um, BBC article about about uh, Djokovic's um, COVID tests? Oh, was God? Are we doing just week four of updates? That's it. Give it. Give um, it to me. I want. I want to I wanna hear. This news was around like beforehand. I think um, there was the German publication. I forget what it's called, but it's pretty big and pretty well known. But the BBC covered it this week, so I think they were doing like some cross referencing or whatever because they waited way longer than everyone else. Um, they said something along the lines of TLDR, um, the like the sequencing of Djokovic's COVID tests is extremely suspect. Like like his last test and his first test the numbers on the papers or whatever, they don't line up. And they they did some checking, like, oh, what if it was at a different um different lab? Nope, same lab. It was very sus- suspect about whether that um document was legit or not. So pretty interesting. Which makes it makes me wonder, like people have been pointing out that um Djokovic is gonna get vaxxed for um for the French Open now that he's one behind. But I'm just like, why do, why doesn't this good just fake it? Like he clearly has the power. Just fake a vax. I don't. Oh, wait, allegedly, I'm not saying you should fake legal documents here. Allegedly, this is all hypothetical. But yeah, I think you should fake it, man. Okay. If, if he's faking COVID tests, which it seems highly probable, then you should just fake the vax. Mm, I I feel like one of them carries like much more significant penalties, legal penalties, right? Dude, dude you reckon faking a COVID test, or the other option is going out into the public. And exposing people knowing you've had COVID is worse. Which one's worse? Well, I don't mean morally worse. I'm just saying, like, what what's like, from the a purely cynical point of yeah, from a purely cynical point of view, maybe he thought it was just easier to get a fake PCR test than actually fake vaccination. I don't know. Pussy also, maybe also, I think like maybe the thinking he had was that uh, it's. If you fake a vaccination, it's much more likely you're going to get caught that people are going to look into it, because like, he he had been like anti-vax for so long, right? Yeah. And if he suddenly he said like he could make a fucking it, photo shoot out of it where he gets shot up with saline water, like, no, I'm just but he but he he's been the face of anti-vax for so long. If he suddenly decided to get a va- vaccine, I feel like people would be suspicious and they look into it a lot. And if he just said, "Hey, you know, I had COVID," everyone would be like, "Yeah, of course you had COVID," and they wouldn't look into it any further. Which is kind of what happened, to be honest. Like that is what happened. Like they, uh, no one really looked into it until they did. He, he got, well, but yeah, but he, he had to get, he had to get caught the border and become the you know okay, the subject yeah, of the international if, if, if scandal. If that didn't happen, happen so. then no one would have said looked into it. Yeah, true. Yeah, people would be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was like, okay, of course you had COVID, you dummy, and then we just got on with our lives. But, but. so yeah. so it, it it did make some logical sense for him. So anyway, I'm gonna anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a mad um tie into our to our first um first topic here. And our first oh. topic is COVID related. In fact it's pandemic related. Oh and it's could, before for, we, could, uh, could we could we explain why we're we're recording four days early? Just uh No. No, no? Alex. Let, let, <laughs> okay. let, let, let the viewers think. We'll, we can reveal later. Alright, all right, suspense. Okay, cool. Suspense. Alright, we'll wheel it up. There is a reason. All right. Okay. Right. It's not that I love wax as much. Okay, anyways, yeah. ruined my time. Um, speaking of pandemic-related and re- things and references, um, we've gone to YouGov, who have just provide us with so much content. One day we will do some more meta-analysis of 
which uh, which um, publication has given us the most content. And it's 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 going to be a close one between YouGov and Sorrow News. I personally have Sorrow News up there, but this time we're getting YouGov. Later we will get Sorrow News, by the way. Don't worry. Um, and yeah. YouGov have polled Americans again of whether should t- whether TV should uh, TV movies and books. And I I don't know if music is part of this, but let's add it in. Um, reference the pandemic or ignore it. Wax, run me run me through the stats because I just quickly looked at them. Okay, so, so the question, it specifically said that it shows movies and books, so no music. That, that, that's how the question has been worded, just to clarify. Right. So basically, if you look at all adults, uh, 26% say it should include references. 28% say that the, this media should ignore references to the pandemic. And a whole 46% say no preference or not sure. So basically, like it's just uh, we're split down the middle. Most people just don't care or don't have a strong opinion, and then we're we're pretty much split evenly in terms of who actually has an opinion on it. And uh, if you look at the how, you know the demographic splits, uh, they ask people to identify themselves as Democrats, Independents, and Republicans. And as you might expect, uh, you know there's a clear split there. So 45% of Republicans say they would rather media ignore the pandemic, and 37% of Democrats say that they would rather you know, the media include it, make reference to it. So that's not surprising at all, I suppose. Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised. I don't know. Why, why, well, why, are, you, why are you surprised that Republicans... Uh, well, which, which number are you surprised by? The biggest number? Or that's like That people don't care? Or that's the even split? Like which, which no, no, I, I think by? most people don't care about such a stupid thing. Um, right. But I, I just find it interesting to have like that big of a split, a, ch- a change in, um, change in the split. Like I don't know. I, I, I thought like most people, I guess still even the Republicans, most people don't care. Actually, no, no, that's wrong. Most people want you to ignore it, and a smaller majority. Well, I guess it's still not a small. It's not a majority, but anyways, forty-five to thirty-eight percent is the split between ignore it and. Uh, no preference. So I don't know. I, I, I thought that's that's quite a shift, right? A difference between what, like, depending on your political on your political yeah. views. Yep. Yeah, but it's but it's like it makes total sense depending on how like how how this is has how the pandemic has basically become a political issue. Like it's uh it's something that the Democrats are if if well if you're left leaning if you're left leaning, you think it's one of the biggest crises and the biggest problems of issues of our lifetime. And if you're right leaning, you think eh, it's not as big a deal as people say. And that's just how it's how it's uh, broken down. Unfortunately, it, it has become a political issue. But, I, but I'm gonna. But I'm 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 not surprised. Like, like if you think that this is an overblown thing and it's just been annoying you for the last two years, you would rather not be reminded of it in media, right? Okay, and so if you, you think you're saying like you just want people to move on, and that includes the um. I understand why people have these views. I'm saying, like, I understand why people have these views. It's 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 it lines up. It's it's consistent. If you're at, if you're at not not necessarily anti-vax, but if you don't think the pandemic is as big a deal as people are saying it is, why would you want to see it in media? Yeah, fair enough. Right. But, I, but I was going to ask. I was going to ask the question though that again, I am not a uh, avid media consumer anymore. Like generally, like I used to watch TV shows and movies, and now I just watch YouTubers and listen to podcasts. So. I, so I couldn't really say, but I, at least for like what I've seen, like through cultural osmosis, it, it just seems that what the the guys who make movies, the people who make uh, TV shows and movies, they seem to have made a decision that uh, we were just going to ignore it. Like I, I haven't really seen many trailers or references that really like 
reference the pandemic that much. And I just feel like it's for convenience's sake because writing stories in pandemic times is just hard. And, and you could just write the stories you're used to writing. So I'll, so regardless of what the people want, it just it seems like it's just easier for the uh, production studios to make whatever to make things as if the pandemic never happened. At least that's how it seems to me. I don't know what you guys have been watching. I mean, to be fair, like pandemic movies have always existed, right? Like it's not as if well, pandemic I, movies is a, is a new concept. Yeah, but th- and but I this... think they've done pretty well. Like they do get a little bit of hype on the on the good ones, anyways. People love the yeah. People love the but good this, pandemic can pandemic horror thriller, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but this question is explicitly about COVID nineteen. It's it's yeah. about like you know what happened to you know it's about to reference the real world COVID nineteen pandemic. So obviously you know, the, the movie itself, what was it called, pandemic? That that, I think that it was a pretty good pandemic. movie. I, yeah, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. I did, and I think it did okay. Like movies like Outbreak in the past, like they've all done like okay. So like, people, I, it's, it's not a question about that. It's a question about people. Should the movies talk about this real world uh, event? So I don't know. Have, have you seen many TV shows or movies or, or whatever comic books or whatever you want to say? Like, have you seen them been referenced very heavily or not? I haven't seen any. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I the only one I remember seeing a trailer for was that I think Michael Bay was going to do do a thing, and I think like the messaging was vaguely like, "Oh, we're we're being put into this police state, and my protagonist of this movie is the, is like the rebel who's going to like break out." And it was getting memed all over the internet, and that's really the only reason I I, I uh, remember seeing it because it was Michael Bay. Everything Michael Bay does gets gets uh, satirized a lot. So besides that, I don't know what I've seen. Keith, have you seen anything? You you were you're probably the most uh, relatively compared to us the most avid media consumer. There's two um like network shows, primetime network shows that I watch. Uh, mm-hmm. One is New Amsterdam, which is a like a medical drama. And the other one is A Million Little Things, which is just a drama drama. Um, both of them, uh, uh, they didn't address the pandemic like head on. Like they didn't do anything set during the pandemic, I'm pretty sure. But they both uh, like ref- they both basically time skip to reflect on the pandemic and continue their stories. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually... Uh, the for a new for New Amsterdam, they made a flu pandemic episode in 2019, I think it was, that they pulled from air and like rearranged their um, they rearranged the uh, the the order in which the episodes were going to air, and then eventually just ended up shelving that episode entirely. Because they had to introduce new characters and stuff, so they it was like a whole ordeal. But the showrunner um, for that show wrote an essay about it, and there's a snippet in here that I guess uh, I'll read because it kind of answers the the okay. why of it. Oh, before you read it, so the episode was written before the pandemic. It just happened it happened to be about an infectious disease, but it was, it was not inspired by COVID nineteen. Yeah. So they, so this one was, um, uh, it says, this is why NBC recently decided not, this is why NBC recently decided to not air Pandemic, which was the name of the episode. Um, David even renamed it, Our Doors Are Always Open as a salve, but let's call it what it is. We shot a fictional Pandemic episode 
right before a real pandemic hit. People are dying in real life. Do we really want to watch fake people die too? Some would say yes. It's not for nothing contagion and outbreak are at the top of the iTunes chart. The reason we engage with fiction is to watch our heroes battle the monsters we can't and to learn from their struggle. There's hope in that. Hope is the reason fiction exists. And yet, New York State now accounts for 7% of the world's infections. And by the time you read this, it will most likely be more. The images we put on screen of New Yorkers fleeing parks, autopsies, and makeshift labs are hard to watch. Some would say exploitative. Some would say in bad taste. Now they won't say anything because the mirror has been taken down for better or for, and for worse. So that's like the the general explanation for why this episode was pulled going into the pandemic. And then... That's, go ahead. I was going to say, like, like, reading that letter, it seems like it's sort of like going... I don't... I don't entirely get what the uh, the showrunner's viewpoint is. It seems to be like sort of being very diplomatic in terms of like, did, so did he actually want to show it or did he not actually want to show it? I can't actually tell. Well, okay. The essay opens with, I'm a writer of fiction, but if I may say the world needs a lot less fiction right now and a lot more facts. The only reason I'm writing about COVID-19 and the effects it had on my show, New Amsterdam, is because Deadline Hollywood asked me to. Yeah. So he, I guess from my point like, of view, he it's not like he like he probably wanted the episode to air because he wrote the episode and they made it, but like he's not he wasn't gonna fight for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I feel like the, uh, the I'm sure they polled or whatever like with whatever sources they have. I just feel like were people really gonna be that angry about such an episode coming out, especially if you say something comes out like. Month I, I think we are like as as people like just more likely to enjoy like a pandemic movie is interesting and fun because it's and, and I'm saying before COVID is interesting and fun because it's something that's almost within the realm of realism right like like it, mm. you could you could perceivably see it happen otherwise if it's just ludicrously stupid then it, it becomes like a different genre right like that 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 goes into what do you want to call it like a zombie film. You know, zombie films are relatively unrealistic, right? And they, they, I guess, operate in a different sense. So I don't know. I, don't, I feel like people could separate that. They've continued to separate fiction from reality for centuries. I think pulling it at that time during early pandemic, it made sense because it could be, it could have been seen as like insensitive. It's, you're trying to piggyback on a real world tragedy for entertainment. And, you know, people would say, you know, that's kind of callous, but I think the idea just to skip the entire pandemic and just ta- is kind of, that's more where I might question it. Not having watched the show, it does seem, you know, you said it's called New Amsterdam. It's like, it's referencing a fictional hospital in New York, but it's definitely a show that's trying to take place in the real world. And to some extent, it probably references the real world and current events to a certain degree. And that authenticity is probably, you know, this pseudo-realism is probably what makes it a compelling show. So in that sense, uh, not addressing the most uh, relevant, like in hospitals, like basically like the, the pandemic, like it it, cha- it was the biggest event in terms of like not just, in like in terms of how hospitals worked and how they operated and like what the people in the, in the medical industry went through in the last two years, like by far and a huge influence. So to not reference that at all, I feel like, I mean, yeah, whatever. If you can still make a good show that people enjoy, then I, I guess that's fine. But I feel like it does sort of uh, hurt the premise of the show in terms of, 
of it being a reflection of, or it's, it's trying to be a reasonable reflection of what a real hospital is. All right. Yeah. But like I said, they didn't, it's not like they ignored the pandemic. They just skipped the pandemic itself. Yeah. Uh, so when they listen. came back, did they ever release that episode? Like later on? No, they never aired that. That's I mean, did they, episode. But, but when, when the, when the show to... came back where the story picked up was at the end of the pandemic. So the hospital is going through all of the, the budget issues, the infrastructure issues, the effects that the pandemic had on the staff that's working there, the people in the neighborhoods around the hospital and all that stuff. Like, so it's, there, there's no episode that is we're packed to the brim during like in the middle of the pandemic, everybody's dying around us and we're all being like separated. Like there's a few scenes where there's flashbacks of um, like a major character in the show getting uh, COVID and struggling to get through it and will they die or will they live or whatever. But as far as where like the grand story picked up, it was what are the effects of COVID on this hospital going forward, not in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, to some extent, don't these shows, I, I, so it's not maybe explicit, but shows like Chicago Fire, NYPD Blue, these shows that are about uh, certain like what are viewed as public service, like, I guess I guess some of them are literally public service jobs in terms of how they're funded, but uh, these shows that are based around, you know, these specific, very uh, heroic jobs, isn't the objective to sort of uh, honor the actual people? Like, so these, these fictional actors are supposed to be kind of being respectful and honoring the real life people and the job. And I feel like in a certain way, like it's being a little bit too glib just to skip the pandemic. And then again, it's not, it's not like, I don't, again, have not, have not even watched the show. I'm not saying that they should have like killed off one of the main nurses and then had uh, an entire season of people having the PTSD from that, the trauma from that. But then again, then again maybe that would have made it a better show. I don't know. Like it, it might've made it a better show. Yeah, I it feel like more, it would have made it a more authentic show. I think. Yeah, I feel, I feel like just ignoring that stuff. And like, if if you want to portray, uh, if you're not gonna portray the biggest news story of the century, arguably since like nine eleven, right? So if if you want to see something, I guess nine eleven is more localized to America, but its ramifications were felt throughout the world, right? It's like how many nine eleven related stories were there? Ooh, that's like a good one. I should I should like look that up. Right, you know, there've been thousands, just straight up. There've been thousands, right? Now, I don't know how long it took to like get to that point where people were ready to start seeing it in um in in media, but I I, I don't think it'll take too long. And I I, don't, I th- think like especially like stuff like that, like that movie, that uh, TV show, right? Like, h- how are you not going to talk about the biggest like in Australia? Anyways, this this is, has had ramifications on not just society, but like on the you know the health system of australia is like some would say on its knees right now like in terms of um the amount of stress and you know um ptsd that nurses and stuff and doctors have gone through in the past two years like you're gonna see some effects where there 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 have already been so many people leaving the profession Uh, i think if you're if you're making a movie about like uh, like a, a hospital I don't know, movie, sorry, TV show. It's, it's like kind of, I don't, I don't know how they approached the post-pandemic stuff because I don't watch the show, but 
but I feel like you'd have to at least approach approach that that aspect of the post post pandemic uh, after effects. Yeah, that's what they did, though. Okay, so they did they did that. Yeah, all so, of so the, they, all they, every, everything that you could think of revolving around like how would would a pandemic affect a hospital from like the the systems in place the workers the patients die? like everything Did, like all of that is addressed is just not like they they didn't spend an episode, like half a season, half season yeah. just yeah. bringing in people and killing them off did, uh, did they kill any of the main characters or ancillary characters uh, did, did everyone did all the main characters survive i think so some of the main characters aren't around anymore but i don't think any of them died to covid okay just just so i can argue both sides of this of this uh i also i do understand though that if you start tackling covid and it basically becomes your entire show it does seem like if you you can't do like one covid episode if you start doing it and you try to make it as, as like present day as possible as current as possible basically your show is now for two years it's the COVID hospital show and you can't really do the show you originally wanted to do. So I, I can kind of also see it from that point, just from like storytelling. It's not something that you can sort of like dip your toes into and then get out. You kind of have to go all in or or not at all. So from that point of view, again, I can sort of see why they just prefer to say, hey, you know, this that's not what our show is about. And we want to write like a regular show as we used to. So I can see why they did a time skip in that sense. Yeah, and the, so the other show is um, a million little things, and they did. They 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 more or less did the same thing, right? So they they time skipped uh, through the pandemic, but uh, more so than a show set in a hospital, it's harder to to know how much the the pandemic affected where they were going with the story because one of the things that happened is one of the main characters owns a restaurant and because of the pandemic um and uh the like financing and everything there they had to close the restaurant was that always going to be the story before the pandemic if they didn't have to like do any of that stuff i don't know but i mean it's possible how they got there might have just been different, but is you know it's hard to say. Yeah, I just think that so I don't mind not ignoring the pandemic for a show for like a fictional works that really could could be could truly take place in any, any place any time like the superhero movies, Marvel movies. Obviously, like it doesn't need a pandemic because they take place in this sort of like fictional version of reality that's made for the maximum amount of fun. But I do feel like for shows where. Uh, a lot of the show's premise, a lot of the show's uh, value comes from being set in a very specific time and place. I feel like it's sort of hard for them to ignore that. But then again, I don't watch any of those shows, so it's not, it doesn't bother me, I suppose. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me. Like, as, again, it's the sort of anime thing, right? Like most animes, it, it doesn't really matter where or when they're taking place. They're just taking place in an abstract uh, setting that's a rough facsimile of our reality, but not quite. Yeah, fair, yeah, fair enough. I, I just think like, um, I don't, know, I don't know. Is is the risk of it? Okay, the, the thing with this, right, is is are you doing it? Either you choose the realistic path, right, and then it just becomes like this is too realistic in terms of the portrayal, 
or do you go to like the super dramatized part and then people get angry that it's so dramatized um, that it doesn't, it's no longer connected to reality. I think that's the risk that people are running. Um, Keith linked something, Keith linked something, uh, a Wikipedia article about COVID-19 pandemic and popular culture. And the, the funny thing I found was there was one, um, there was a novel uh, called Lockdown by Peter May, um, which was describing the global pandemic, which he wrote in 2005 and was never published um, because the publishers thought it was unrealistic. And then he went and said, oh, the, the pandemic came along and he's like, oh, I remember I wrote this story. Let me go and publish it now. So it was republished in in April 2020. So it's people have found stuff that seemed too unrealistic before um, are now seemingly realistic enough for, for, for fiction, which I found very interesting to see. Like people go back and publish stuff that they'd written pre, pre-COVID but had, had now become popular, uh, like a popular enough concept to introduce. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking around for like others. I was trying to think of shows that are very uh, fictional shows that still somehow attach themselves to the present in a way to, for authenticity. I, I think like Herbie Enthusiasm. It's a show that's, it, it, the entire premise of the show is that it's very, very loosely connected. It's loosely connected to reality. Like like they make reference to Donald Trump and all that stuff. So I was wondering how that show was going and how, how it was uh, referencing the pandemic. But well, oh well, it's uh, behind paywall. So I guess I won't know. Yeah. I think my big hang up is that you guys keep saying ignore. And they're not ignoring the pandemic because it's still there in the writing. They're just not going through the pandemic. That's worse. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about better or worse, but it does seem like... Uh, it's, like it's, the, it's the a pandemic base. has a direct effect on the story as presented. They're just not bogging themselves down by going through every minute of the pandemic for a whole season. Yes. Uh, I, I guess the concept is, do you think it can be done taste, tastefully in terms of could, could, could they have done it tastefully? Is it just a, cho- a choice for them to do it because they think it's better for the story? Or could, I don't know. Like, that's a different story. Uh, but yeah, like I'm, I'm happy to know that they did in fact go through like the after effects of it and they didn't just completely ignore it. But I, I think if we were to talk about outside of that of that show, I think we will see COVID nineteen related um, media. That's a guarantee. Um, people don't like yes. leaving money on the table. There will be a terrible, terribly ham fisted Adam McKay satirical movie. Come on, it's coming, man. You know, you know, it's coming. And I will watch it. Okay. All right. I think I've, got, I've, got, I've said all I've had to say on this topic. Hey, yeah, yeah. I, so, so have I, because I, I, I think I've successfully managed to argue both sides without actually having a real stance, which is what I aspire to on, on all these things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pro COVID nineteen <laughs> in yeah. in media. Sorry, I forgot, I forgot to say that part. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, well, well, first, uh, do we get any money this week? I don't know. I don't I'm, think I'm, so. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Did no. you get any money this week? Yeah. If did Keith we get, doesn't did give we, any money, because if you got, if we got money, you would have got money. So, did you get money this week? 
Oh, okay. It's also been three days waxed. Like, come on, give, give, give the people some time to give us money at www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com slash thejujus, uh, where we love all of our supporters. And if you want to write a message to be read out on the pod, that can be done as well. We will read your message out. So get on that. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on, in that case, to our next topic, our next pair of food-related topics. Hmm. I, I guess we'll do the shorter one first because we already talked about this in last week's pre-show meeting. So there's there was a recent New York Times article that went, uh, they sent their food their West Coast food critic out in LA to have veggie burgers at a bunch of uh, famous veggie burger spots. And basically the premise of the article was that even in the face of like, you know, faux meats, impossible, beyond, whatever companies are making these uh, plant-based fake meats, those are trending everywhere. You can get them everywhere now. The prices are going down. They're becoming very popular. I quite enjoy them. But this article is saying, like, don't forget about, you know, before all this, the science made those fake meat burgers possible. People were making some pretty damn tasty veggie burgers for like decades now. And it reviews a couple of them. I won't, you know, the, the substance of the review doesn't really matter. Like all these restaurants are in LA. So not none of us can go there except maybe Keith, I guess. But I, I doubt he will. I, I just wanted to ask you, Ads, uh, you, you're the resident vegetarian expert on vegetarian food. What do you think about, um, well, let, let's start with the burgers and we'll expand from there. Like, do you like the veggie, veggie burger better than the, the fake meat burger? Do you have a preference? Do you think they're completely, completely different categories? What are your thoughts? I do think they're completely different categories, but if I had to say like which one I prefer, I think I prefer a good veggie burger more than I prefer a a like faux meat burger just purely because I don't like the after or at least the ones I've tried you know that I'm assuming they're a better option than America but the ones I've tried they just have that I don't know the the post eating like aftertaste aftertaste to my yeah is that that what the word you're looking for no no no, it's it's an aftertaste but it's not like quite the same as an aftertaste it's kind of like as as you're just searching for the word, the post eating feeling in your mouth, and you're just just searching. <laughs> yeah, but like okay, so when I say aftertaste, I mean like the aftertaste of Pepsi Max, right? Like yeah. the immediate aftertaste. But I'm talking about like the like minutes, tens of minutes later feeling in my mouth. Is that still an aftertaste? I don't know. Maybe it is. Probably is. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's the chemicals that are affecting your mouth. Like when you when you eat, you know, when you eat pineapple and it feels like the inside of your mouth is like getting like scalded off. It's because yeah. like literally there's a there's a chemical in pineapple that like tenderizes your mouth. Yep, that's similar to that, but not quite as severe. Um, I, I thought that was like an allergy that most people have to a chemical in pineapples. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh, it's both things. Interesting. Because some people okay. don't get it. I thought some people maybe don't get it, and some people oh, do. Oh, yeah. That's worth looking up, actually. Okay. But anyway, sorry. Go on with yeah. <laughs> anyway, so with the that's, burgers. That's personally why I don't like it, and and I find veggie burgers to just be more filling. Like when I have a veggie burger, I feel more full than I do when I have uh, one of the like the meat patties that are made of like what usually soy, um, some sort of processed soy and other things, right? Um, some of them will have like some sort of veggies, but I think in general, soy is pretty low in dietary fiber so maybe that's why i don't feel as full uh so at least the ones i think impossible well no no it's beyond beyond the base protein is basically pea protein powder that's the base of everything that's like the bulk of it 
but it's really like the entire the magic behind it or whatever the who's behind it is how they turn that regular pea protein powder into something that resembles like they coagulate it somehow you know they make it like you know they make it into a patty with the texture like that's basically all the science behind it but it basically is just pea protein yeah and I, i've had it anyway. i've had um so i do have protein almost every single day like protein powder that is and i've had um you know vegan protein and usually it's some sort of pea protein or something like that there are other yeah. like multiple gener- versions of it and you know thinking about it the pea protein kind of has that similar aftertaste mm, so maybe it's made it's something to do with peas i don't know yeah, I, yeah, I, i'm trying to remember I, I think the straight uh, hungry jacks well, which is called burger king in america do they have an impossible burger i think they do right yeah yeah they do i think in australia good. they they have a the Hungry Jacks, which is the Australian version of it, has a burger that's like, like you know, fake meat. But I don't it's think it's possible. Like, yeah. I don't think it's impossible. I think it's an Australian like company that makes it. I forgot what the call is. I'm, I'm gonna look look it up while you buy me time. Okay. Well, I, I was gonna say that. Uh, well, I was gonna ask you one more question. So, like, when you have a veggie, what are the typical veggie patties made out of there? Because here, the ones I've generally had, like black bean is the most common one to make like a, a veggie patty out of. Like, is, is that the same there? Like that's, um, that seems to be like the consensus, not that there is like a, it's a strong consensus, but the closest thing I can find to consensus is that black bean is the best thing to make a veggie patty out of. Okay. The one I have very regularly, I think it doesn't exist anymore, is made of 69% vegetables, carrots, chickpeas, onion, broccoli, peas, corn, potato, some breadcrumbs, and that's pretty much it. So okay, chick- yeah. chickpeas are pretty popular one. There's a lot of chickpea. Mm-hmm. There is black bean as well. Um, some 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 restaurants do just the massive mushroom. Oh yeah, that makes sense too. Um, so I remember Nando's used to have one that was just the massive mushroom. I think they changed it now. They're doing like their own pea patty yeah. kind of thing. A mushroom is not a mushroom is not filling though. A massive mushroom is just not filling enough. That's the problem with a mushroom burger. Even if it tastes good, like a mushroom burger tastes good, but it's just, it's just not filling. Yeah, uh, I I think. I, th- I I think what you have with that is you just have uh, the halloumi, my favorite cheese, to add mm, add, uh, right. add to the fillingness of it. You always you're add right. halloumi to that. So that oh, yeah. that, that that was the ads burger back in episode uh, thirteen or whatever when we were doing our uh, ghost kitchen. The ads burger was a mushroom patty and uh, some halloumi, right? Yep, that was my preferred burger. So you you know my taste from that. Damn, yeah. I actually remembered. I don't, I don't even remember what my what my, my my item was, but I remember yours. So, wow. It shows that I do care ads. It shows that I do remember some things at times. Okay, I'm trying to find, yeah, I don't know uh, what this is right. from, but yeah, whatever. All right. So I, I, well, I was just going to say that, so as someone who's tried out both, so I went, I do quite enjoy like the fake meat patties they have at fast food restaurants. I think they're, they're, they're really good and they're like basically as good as their uh their their beef options so if, if i go to like a burger king i'll almost always get the impossible if possible but uh i did so i went to one of the superiority burgers one of the most highly rated uh vegetarian burger places in new york and they do the veggie patties and uh and i went with a friend and i tried it and i thought this is fine like, like I, it's no no great shakes but it wasn't bad i just thought this is fine but my, my friend who's also my friend who's a non-vegetarian, also someone who very much enjoys beef burgers, he said that it was amazing, and he would just go there. He he would go there independently, like not because he wanted to eat healthy. He would just go there because it tasted that good. And I didn't get it at all. 
so I was so I guess personally, just uh, my taste is just like I just don't like vegetables. That's the only conclusion I can come to. So, <laughs> so I, maybe maybe I'm just not in a maybe I'm just like not qualified to judge these kind of things. I love vegetables. I mean, but you, have, I, you kind of have you kind of have to you, you kind of have to. Yeah, I don't I know what to do, but yeah, I don't like all vegetables. There are some vegetables I don't. I don't like capsicum, man. You don't like? Uh, wait, I'll, capsicum I'll, is it, it, bell. Yeah, oh, yeah sorry, for, bell peppers. We, we, in, we had this yeah. conversation before. Yes, it's yeah, bell pepper. Yeah. I don't like yeah, that. I don't know why. I, I'm fine with like chilies, but I just don't like the, the texture of capsicum. I don't know. Is it Catholic? Is it capsicum only a green one, or does it refer to the yellow and the red ones too? Uh, I think it's all of them, but I'm not sure. I think it's all of them in Australia. Why do you guys have corn? Something different? No, they're just bell peppers, and then you call it a red bell pepper or a yellow bell pepper. Okay, or whatever. yeah, they're just green capsicum, red capsicum. Right, what else? All right, what else? What else do you hate? What other, what other vegetables do you hate? I hate um, cauliflower. I hate cauliflower. Cauliflower. Sucks. Oh, that's oh, that sucks because like a lot of like the vegetarian vegan cuisine is based around cauliflower, like cauliflower pizza crust or whatever. I guess you're not. You're not. I guess you're not keto, so it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, I've tried that cauliflower piece of crust that you're talking about. I hate that was disgusting. It was so really? weird. It was garbage. I hated that one. How's that? That's, well, one, that's another I'm one of those things, right? For like three months. Okay. But we tried that. I was gonna. I was gonna say the cauliflower piece of crust is one, another one of those things where I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good. It's just fine. It's. I just. I have no no strong feelings about it. I could I mean, have. I, it, we could have got a bad one, but yeah. Um, okay. Mom doing keto just taught me that everything good in the world is carbohydrates. It's just yeah. tell the world is made. It, you know, like when people tell you that they have a gluten allergy and they have to explain yeah. what the fuck gluten is. I just explain it. If someone, uh, like someone says I have a gluten allergy, I'm like, okay, so you're allergic to fun. You're, you're allergic to, well, to good tasting things. Okay, because so gluten at, is the fun in food. So at the, at the risk of being controversial, I thought that most gluten sensitivity is not real. Like, Yeah, it's there's, not. There's... You guys are stop putting being pussies. Same as lactose intolerance. Stop being fucking th- pussies. I thought that like so. There's people who have celiac disease, and th- those it's people they literally, yeah, they could literally die if they have gluten. And then there's everyone else. So if you don't have celiac, if if, if gluten's not literally killing you, then you are probably part of a dietary fad that ha- that has no basis yeah, in reality. I guarantee you, if people had never heard of the word gluten, they would not be gluten intolerant. Gluten intolerance right. doesn't exist. Lactose intolerance doesn't exist. It's... Your body is supposed to feel like shit. Okay. It's, because you're it's eating okay. good food. Yeah, it's 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 okay because like after forty years, we finally protected MSG. Good good job, Asian community. You you finally uh, re- defended the good name of MSG, and now it's time for white people to do their job and, and protect gluten. Stop stop demonizing the best part of your culture. Okay. I was saying MSG is like gluten. I mean, yeah, but but MSG was vindicated. You know, it's like is it? the, the, it's vindicated now. I, I no, still see like not, no MSG stickers on stuff. It's, Okay, okay. It's not totally vindicated, but I think the tide has turned. So basically, so if you're like an old hippie, you know, who's like anti-GMO and like anti-MSG, then yeah, you you still won't eat. You still will like look for no MSG. But uh, most young people, they've re- like the marketing campaign has worked. MSG, Ajinomoto, and those companies, like they're 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 const- They've spread the good news, basically. Say, hey, no, no, no. Like uh, they they they've made it so that uh, people understand there's nothing wrong with MSG. It's perfectly fine. You just ate too much Chinese food. That's why you feel bad. Not because of the MSG. Yeah, fair enough. What uh, does I'm... lactose intolerance do? Because I always I thought know. lactose intolerance was just if you had like dairy, you your bowels fell out. 
Uh, you get really gassy and you have diarrhea. Yeah. So I mean, isn't that is that not real? Does that is happen it, to everybody? Because isn't, like, isn't that the point of isn't that the point of um, dairy? I have no idea. To get That's gassy. Uh, so, 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 no, I feel no, like it, you it, might it, be it, lactose intolerant if, yeah, yeah. if you think that's natural. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what I think that's what Ads is saying. No, lactose intolerance is real. I, I thought Ads was making a joke and saying that people should like man up and be like, whatever. Yeah, man. that was the joke. But no, also, lactose intolerance isn't real. <laughs> the reason I was asking was because I was like, like, I thought that that was what it was. And I was like, it's not that big a deal. But like, I was like, maybe there's more to it. And then people are just making it up. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's not that so, big a so, deal. So, so, to like personally, like I'm someone who doesn't have strong feelings about uh, their poop or the regularity. Like I don't think about that much. Like I don't keep like a poop log saying like today my poop was solid and today my poop was diarrhea. So maybe I haven't thought about it that much. But I feel like if I actually did think about it and I started keeping like a dietary blog, I would find out that I was lactose intolerant and I just haven't cared this entire time. I think there's a, there's a very high chance that's that's the case. Isn't lactose intolerant yeah. in there? Lactose intolerance. Yes, Asians, high in um, Asian people, yeah, it's very, it's, it's very high. Like, there's like a, it's like an eighty percent chance I should be lactose intolerant. So, I, I think if I actually like looked at the cause and effect, it, it would be very clear. It's Look, just that I, just, I really don't care about being gassy or going to the bathroom. I'm so. gonna say this to lactose intolerant people, okay? First off, first thing, stop being a bitch. Second thing, buy a B day, and you won't have any trouble with having diarrhea. Okay, diarrhea should be better for you. It's yeah. easy to shit when you have diarrhea. This is you know, yeah. a positive. You guys should bring me thinking about the positives, okay? This and is if you have a good day, I semi agree. No, no, I semi, I semi agree. So bad. What? I semi, I semi agree because if there was a food that gave me constipation, then I would know. Like I would like make the mental like, cause and effect like connection and not eat that food ever again because constipation is the worst. Okay. So, to be fair, so, so yeah, but but because a diarrhea is so benign. I've never bothered to make like any mental things in my head between what causes it. I, it's just like it's like whatever. If you have diarrhea, do you have that? T- do you ever have you ever taken that diarrhea medication? <laughs> no, no. Okay, because it's, it's not a big deal. It's, it's not a big Interview? deal. It's just like no. Okay, okay. It's so like, I, when, when I like, say diarrhea, brother, I don't mean like that diarrhea where you have to shit every five minutes. That's different. But if you just have to immediately shit after you have uh, any sort of cheese or whatever dairy. Um, and it's going to be watery, then whatever. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. yeah but just, it just, feels just, bad. Just clean up. How does it feel bad? It feels bad. You ever? You don't think having just <laughs> poop leak out of your butt, it feels bad? I think it feels awful. That's because you, yeah. you don't need enough dietary fiber. Poop always leaks out of my butt perfectly. <laughs> I don't even need the B-Day, but this I still have it. Stockholm poop syndrome is what you got because... I think it feels terrible. And then you have that diarrhea so, that stings too. I hate that. that, that that's called hemorrhoids. <laughs> that's not <Yeah>. hemorrhoids. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's, cause, that's called eating spicy food. Too bad. Yeah, but yeah. spicy diarrhea feels awful. Hmm. I've never had spicy diarrhea, to be honest. But <laughs> eat more spicy only, vegetables. It's only, I do. It's only every, yeah. I curry all the time. Yeah. Well, you, you, don't, you don't like capsicum, but you do like actual capsicum. You don't like... Uh, you know, like capsicum. If only, if only I could do accents, I could have done a better joke there. Whatever. That's fine. Look, the the, yeah. the point I'm trying to make here is, I don't think diarrhea is that big of a deal. And if the trade-off for having diarrhea is eating dairy, which yeah. everybody can agree, dairy tastes amazing. Um, then take the fucking take the hit. Okay, I, I do 
actually feel like maybe I'm not lactose intolerant because like some of my lactose intolerant friends say like they describe things that are like feeling way worse than I do. So so like I I can't be like that 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 oblivious or maybe I can actually. It's probably a scale. Yeah, yeah no, but I this is what I was asking about. Like, I feel like some people, when they're lactose intolerant, they're like, it, yeah. it, like their bowels actually yeah. just fall out. Yeah, some people are like like that. I like I have a few friends who just can't who just can't do it because of that. Like, I definitely just get like gassy, but I've never I'd, I've never thought I was lactose intolerant until recently. I don't know if that's something you can develop late stage lactose intolerance. Well, but... allergies can develop. Um, like oh, you know what? So maybe yeah. That, that... That happened. That happened to my. Uh, that happened to my uh, Taiwanese roommate in college because, uh, for some reason, uh, during summer vacation, he went to Taiwan and back. And while he was there, apparently, he drank no dairy. And for some, and he lost all of his lactose tolerance while he was there. Like, it, it wasn't very good in the first place. But over that, over the over three months, he just lost all of it and he could never have dairy again. So that was very sad. Very very sad. Look, the the only reason I care about lactose tolerance is because. In Japan, they make shitty dairy because everyone's lactose intolerant, so they don't have a reason to make it. And I would like them to make better dairy. I'd like them to make better cheese. That would be great. Make better cheese, Japan. Wait, you, wait the cheese, cheese there is bad? Yeah, it's trash. What you, you mean like the cheese they put on a pizza, or you mean like American pot? Like what kind of cheese well, are you talking all, about? All here? of the cheese. Cheese on pizza. First off, pizzas are so fucking expensive in Japan. Like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah. Really? It's like, it's good, Domino's is like $30 for a pizza. Because my experience in South Korea is that like the people there, they love uh, what in America we would call low low moisture mozzarella and not real mozzarella. You know, it's basically pizza cheese. People put like pizza cheese on everything in Korea, and I think that's that's I think that's a good adaptation of Western food culture. You know that they block of che- cheese? Yeah. Like, do you guys Which just one? do you guys ever buy just a block of cheese? Like we have Vega, whatever the fucking brands. Are. I don't know what brands you guys have. But it's just a block of cheese, and you cut it up with slices to put on like bread or something. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I mean, I I usually get mine sliced at the supermarket, but whatever. Yeah, I do, I do that. Wait, your supermarket slices slices it for you? you? You don't have deli counters in Australia. That's not that's like a purely. Well, we do. American I've thing. never used it for that purpose. I yeah, just cut, you just I just cut it myself go, like go, a fucking peasant. You you go there and you ask him, hey, could could I get like uh, whatever, like five hundred gram, five hundred grams is a lot, uh, two hundred fifty grams of, of cheddar, and the guy will say, okay, and they they'll ask you how thick do you want it. And you say, I don't know. Oh, you buy it straight from them? No, I just buy the block. Like it's it's in a plastic bag. That's, that's probably you cheaper. The block and took it to the deli counter and had them slice it. That's, that's what I thought. Wax did. He just opened it up. <laughs> no. He's like, "Yo, can you come eat this for me?" No, 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 no. <laughs> but like, but, but you, you can do what I you can do what I described, right? You can do that. I don't you know. No idea. All right. Okay. Why would um, I go to the deli counter, Wax? To get to get sliced cheese. It's gonna be well, now, now. I know that, but before that, why would I have done that ever? Because usually, like, they have more options behind the counter. Like, they don't always sell everything. Like, uh, it's not always in the aisles. Like, the deli counter has like has a shit ton of options. Like, that's why you go there. Doesn't it just have meat? Right? Yeah, but it's like uh, they don't sell all that meat in the aisles. Some some of the meat you, you have to go to the deli counter. And ask yeah, yeah, for, sure. Like, but again, I don't eat meat. He doesn't eat meat, so, so uh, why would I ever go to the deli counter? Uh, yeah, that that does make sense. You know what? They probably don't separate the meat machines and the uh, the cheese machines. So like, you, you know what? Maybe maybe that makes. That makes they don't, sense but I, I don't really. It's find probably that problematic. Yeah, okay. he's not eating. He's not like anti meat because of any real reason. He just doesn't want to eat it. But what uh, the fuck? No, no. What I was going to say was, what about the notion <laughs> that dairy farms are pure evil? They are. 
And so everybody should stop eating dairy anyways. Yes, that's true. People should stop eating dairy. But you want Um, better dairy. In Japan. Yeah, but you shouldn't eat dairy at all. Yeah, but but dairy. Look, if I go to to Japan and I'm I'm doing tests, okay, I'll do some tests. I think I will become dairy free if I hit Japan up. Because I had that, I bought that those slight that block of cheese. Yeah, I, I didn't go to no fucking deli and get it cut. I cut it myself because it's not that hard wax. But anyways, um, actually, you <laughs> know what? Bad. Sometimes I do pay that fifty cents extra to buy the one that's already been cut into slices. But anyways, uh, <laughs> you're gonna go to Japan and not eat dairy because it's so bad, and then end up lactose intolerant. Damn, that would be terrible. Yeah, you're gonna be like okay, a roommate. I'll, I'll, I'll keep eating ice cream. I, I actually like Asian ice cream. Not not the best, to be honest. But whatever. Hagen dust, whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? Well, that's that's why it's good. Like that's why like not, shit no, like Ben and Jerry's. Asian? Yeah, it's American. Is Hagen dust American? Yeah. Yes, it's it's Hagen dust is famously an American product that has like a European name just to make I, it look I better. Straight out thought it, it was European. No, no, it's not Swiss. <laughs> it, it means Hagen dust means nothing. It's that's literally like a. <laughs> It's and a name American company made up just to make it sound like like, it's like how this Chinese I mean, sparkling water company got me by calling it sparkling water Genki, and it's not even Japanese. <laughs> Motherfucker. Do, do you have a, a Daiso there? Not Daiso. What is it? Yeah, we, we have Daiso. There's, there's like a shitty Chinese Daiso knockoff that's going that's like spreading throughout. It's not that shitty actually. It's actually, it's actually okay, but it's it's like hilarious. Like how much is trying to be a Daiso? I don't. What's the name of it? Do you know? I forgot. I. I, I Basically, if you go to a mall and you see a Daiso, but it's not called a Daiso, that's what I'm talking about. It's a, it's like a Chinese knockoff, they, and they've it's fine. Always, like, they've always been like hot dollar shops in Australia. Like, it's been pretty popular, so I don't know. All right, but, okay, all right before okay, before we go on to the next topic, let's all say a vegetable. Uh, me and Keith will talk about the vegetables we hate too, because uh, ads. You, you're going to end with cauliflower and uh, what was it? Capsicum. Cauliflower and capsicums and bell pepper. Uh, I hate cucumber, a uh, raw cucumber, I should say. Cucumber Pickles is a fine. fruit. No, it's what? not. Yes, it Whatever, is. bro. How is Whatever. cucumber a fruit? I'm not. I'm saying culinarily. I, I'm not talking about botany. Okay. Sure. Explain yeah, to me exactly. how cucumber is a fruit. Because it has seeds inside, and like, and like people who are pedantic say anything that has seeds inside is, is a fruit and not a vegetable. You just think like, it's a vegetable because it's green. It's pure. Pe- it's pure pedantry. It's it's pure pedantry. Anyways, sorry. whatever. Why do you hate cucumbers? Ah, uh, cause like I just don't like the taste. I don't like the raw cucumbers. It's something about like the the sharpness of its thing. I know some people think it's like very fresh and uh, very refreshing. So, but if I wanted that, I would have a watermelon. And watermelon and cucumbers are related. But uh, yeah, if I wanted that, I would have a watermelon. Having Lebanese it in cucumber cucumbers form, are amazing with some salt. Oof. The the problem with I, cucumbers is it doesn't have enough sodium, which can be solved by adding salt. Yeah, I literally a, used to just slice cucumbers up, put salt on them, and eat them. That was wow. that was bomb. Good. Honorary Lebanese, honorary Lebanese Keith. Lebanese no, people see, do I, that. Though. They cut, they cut up like carrot, not carrot, sorry, tomato, cucumber, and radishes, and they put them on the side with some with some salt in the plate, and they just eat that as a side. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not uncommon. Like like people will have like watermelon, which with salt too. They're in the same family. Like the salt really adds to the to the flavor of those uh, those vegetables, fruits. Yeah, but watermelon's expensive. And it's and it's and it's tedious to cut up watermelon unless you also go to your deli and get watermelon cut as well. No, no, 
the, the premium on getting uh, the premium on getting spiced watermelon is like so much higher than getting whole watermelon. It's like so much so much higher. It's like when it's, you it's buy gonna... like sliced mushrooms versus not sliced mushrooms. Exactly, exactly. Or like you pineapple. Have to import watermelon. Do you? Or do I? Do you? Is it Australia expensive? You guys don't have like it's... Australian watermelon. No, no, it's not super expensive. I'm sure there are watermelons in Australia, but it's just more expensive than cucumbers. Although pound oh, well, for pound, yeah, is it still more also, expensive? <laughs> I was gonna say they're also massive, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Wait, like, like per pound, watermelon it never it never struck me as expensive unless you're getting it like really out of season. Yeah, like, if you get watermelons in the summer, I, like, I make my own cucumbers, but I don't I don't grow my own watermelon, so that's why I like. Yeah, maybe maybe you should start. Okay, anyway, so I will have uh, cucumbers that are in like tzatziki or like pickled, but just like having big slices of cucumber, People not suck. a fan. Okay. I think I, I think we did this during the burger episode. Pickles are so Keith. good. Keith, go, Keith, vegetables, go. Keith, vegetables you hate? Uh, squash. What, what no, kind of squash? squash? All squash. You mean, you mean like did you mean like zucchini or no? You mean I like, like zucchini. I don't like squash. Zucchini is not squash. Oh, so you mean like a, like a butternut squash, kabocha squash, pumpkin, that kind of stuff? Uh, sure, all of it. Specifically the yellow stuff. I don't know what that is, but the yellow squash. Okay. Kabocha? You mean the sweet ones, know. right? No, uh, no, it's just like what? yellow squash. I don't know. Why are you asking me yeah, these questions? Yellow squash. Squash is a veg. Is a fruit. Oh, you, so you mean like you mean like a yellow zucchini? I mean, squash probably is a fruit, but since he said cucumbers, uh, uh, yeah. I don't like squash either. But I like pumpkin. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm gonna link you in the chat because I want to make sure. Yellow squash. I don't understand what is. Is, do other people link? not call it just a yellow squash? I call this it is just zucchini. This is just zucchini that's yellow. Like, how, how can you like zucchini and I like this? It's the same thing, man. This is just zucchini. It's not opening. I don't know. Let me see. Yellow. It's not. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. Yeah, this yellow squash is bad. It tastes awful. Zucchini is good, fried. No, especially. they're the same. They're the same thing. Yellow no, squash and zucchini making, are like it's not the, the same. same. Do they thing. taste exactly the same? Because then why sell both of them? Because it's like it's just aesthetics. Like some people, in some dishes, the color is nice to have yellow. Some it's just nice to have green. No, this is fake news. No, this, no they're I the agree. same thing. They're the same fucking thing. I, I don't know what you guys. And I know here. because squash is gross and zucchini is good. That's how I know that they're different. <laughs> Do you call it a, a, a squash in a zucchini in Australia, or is it courgette as it is in uh, England? The fuck is a courgette? No, we definitely call it zucchini. Uh, all right, that, that, that's the only uh, English thing. All right, cool. It sounds too English to be an Australian one. All right, all right let's, move, let's move on to our final topic of the day, which is our, uh, so our other food-related topic. So we went to Sora News to mine for topics to talk about, and... Very, very coincidentally, coincidentally, the first topic was our Japanese reporter falls in love with Lebanese style kudon. So, ads, uh, I don't even know where to begin. I would can like you, to you start with, how, yeah, yeah, you, uh, you, you introduce our, you, you, you okay. do this topic. So, the, the basically, the concept was there, there were two co workers talking, one of them from Lebanese descent, and another one who was. Japanese, and they were discussing how they like pita bread, specifically kebabs, because obviously pita bread and kebabs is the only thing they've tried. I should bring Lebanese bread to Japan and make that popular. But anyways, um, and he said, yeah, I like kebab 
sandwiches or pita sandwiches, but they're a bit messy to eat. And then he said, and then he replied, yeah, they're great, aren't they? I sometimes put hashwi in a pita and eat it like a sandwich too. And then obviously he didn't know what that was. So they, yada, yada, they asked him what it is. And he, he essentially described it as Lebanese style gyudon. I don't know if I agree with, but sure, we can go with that. Actually, you know, actually, I agree with it. It's basically what gyudon is, right? Gyudon is just rice and beef mixed together, some onion. No? Am I, uh, right? I, I mean, like, so, wait, were, were you able to have gyudon before you went vegetarian? I guess not, right? No. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's different because I think hashe is uh, it's ground beef and gyudon is like thinly sliced. It's, oh, it's, yeah, that's the difference. Good point. It's, it, yeah, yeah it's, it's thinly sliced beef and uh, it's very sweet, I would say. I don't know if hashe is sweet, but gyudon is like, it has it's pretty sweet. sweet. It's like, yeah. Oh, is it? Are, are both, yeah, are both okay. sweet? I've had something like hashe, but we use it in a different way. I'll explain that. Okay. All right. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Essentially, what hashe is, is like Wax said, it's a good difference is that it's ground beef. Um, ground beef is used a lot in Lebanese dishes. It's actually quite common. Yeah. I'm assuming because it's cheap. Yeah, it should should be cheaper, right? Like ground beef versus like regular beef. Is it cheaper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. then the the other thing we usually have ground beef with is you usually put uh, what's the word for it in English? Uh, pine nuts. No, not pine. You have pine nuts as well, which this guy didn't put it in, um, but. It's like bulgur. Is that what it is in English as well? Yeah, yeah, bu- bu- bulgur wheat. We also talked about this when we were doing a recipe. Whatever we talked about the bulgur yeah. before. Yeah, so yeah, you usually just, have that with with it. The guy didn't include that, but usually you have that with it, and then you have onion, and then you have pine nuts. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not a fan of the pine nuts. I could do without pine nuts. Mm, in, controversial. In controversial. Yeah, I was I was never a fan of it, but the way we make it is we make it in something called a ros, which is like I don't know, basically a bulgur pouch and then in, um, inside of it you put the meat and the pine nut and the it tastes extremely good actually it's actually very very good especially the way yeah. my mom makes it but yeah um this guy just makes it with rice and he eats it with rice which is fine whatever yeah. um yeah. so i mean yeah you have it wait wait you don't have it with rice you have it with like a what's the pouch it's like a bread pouch it's a bulgur pouch that's been fried Oh, interesting. So you make okay. it in the pouch with the meat inside of it, then you fry it, and the meat cooks as, like, inside the pouch kind of thing. Oh, I see, I see. That's actually pretty interesting. Okay, cool. And if you make it very pro- properly, it do- the meat doesn't dry out, and it stays very moist. Hmm. That's what makes it good. All right. So the, the question I'm asking here is that how do you feel being reverse-weaved by Zora News? I, I, I'd after, like to... After... Okay. Yeah, go so that was it. That was it. How, how okay. do you feel that? What is the first? I'd like to say that I, I don't like my culture being fetishized in such such a manner. Um, this conversation, first off, this person in the discussion was told, "Can I use a mix of beef and pork?" And I, you can't. Okay, this guy allowed him to, but he shouldn't have. How dare he? This is like have, using udon noodles in ramen. It's not allowed. All right. And he also says, can I use Japanese rice if I don't have um, uh, medium grain rice? And, and uh, how do you feel about that? That's terrible as well. Medium grain rice is a lot more moist than, uh, or, or even long grain rice is 
way more moist than short grain rice and the stickiness of it will ruin the balance of moisture in the dish. It's terrible. I, I won't allow it. I, 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 feel, I feel like, yeah. And, and the Japanese guy is like, it's like questioning how much cinnamon you're putting in it too. How dare he? How dare he do that? It, this is a recipe that's been in our family for generations. He wants us to change. He wants to change the recipe. Imagine if he went to a ramen restaurant and asked, asked, hey, could I have the ramen without this ingredient? Now, I, I want the pork ramen, but with beef. How, how would the ramen cook feel? Hmm. I, I do, I, this does give off a lot of vibes of like... <laughs> uh, I, so, so, so obviously this is not like true, true uh, weebery, but it gives off the vibes of like uh, the good old 90s anime fans where it's like, there wasn't that much Japanese stuff to consume in the States, so you kind of have to make pick do with what you could find, whether it's authentic with, or not. With terrible, um, terrible localization, where they like, yeah. refuse to make ramen, so they have to explain it a different way. Well, well, well it's just like, it's well, speaking of ramen, it's basically saying, hey, I'm going to have some Sapporo Ichiban instant ramen, and now I'm having authentic ramen. That's 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 kind of what it feels like. What, what about the um, onigiri, the onigiri in, um, in like Pokemon and stuff? And it was, I can't remember what they used to describe it. They didn't jelly call it donuts. Yeah, was that jelly donuts? The infamous jelly donuts in the four kids dub, yes. The infamous yeah, jelly, yeah donuts. jelly donuts with onigiri. Yeah, that was a great line. Yeah. Um, you know, this article... Just, also, just this guy didn't have pine nuts. What the fuck? He didn't have any nuts in it. Even though yeah, I hate I nuts. And pine nuts I don't hate nuts. I like nuts, but by themselves. Sorry? Like, pine nuts are like... Yeah, pine nuts should be easy to find in Japan. It's not like they're exotic there. You can find pine nuts let easily. skip the nuts. Yeah, no. How dare I, he? I also, I just gotta say, like, uh, it's been it's so easy to be a weeb now. Like, it didn't used to be this easy, man. Like, if if you want to have like authentic, authentic ish Japanese food, it's like it's pretty easy. And like, wherever you go in the states, you can find like imported pocky. It's it's being, I, I think I think the younger generation are taking like weebery for granted. It used to be a lot harder to to uh, fetishize a country. You you have to put in a lot of work. Yeah. And this guy clearly hasn't put enough work in to fetishize my culture. And honestly, I think I'm more disrespected by his lack of effort than by his fetishization of my culture. As, are you offended that this Lebanese guy is in Japan working for Surrounders and not you? Like, you can do it better. Honestly, shot. I am. I swear to fucking God, I am. <laughs> Dude, can I have this like, guy's this guy, job? This guy did not explain, like, this dish that well, right? Like, he, and he made too many allowances. Hon- he, he honestly, I've, I've never even heard of this dish till today. So, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have helped a lot. All right. do, do you guys, this is random, but, but uh, do you guys have kibe or kuba? I think I asked you this already. God damn it. Kibe? Uh, it's it's ground like, beef? Uh, it's ground beef, but you fry it with booger. It's like ground beef mixed with like bulgur yeah. wheat, and then and you deep fry it. Like it's it's like the shape of like a, of an American football. That's what maybe, maybe Ross is. That's what Ross is. The thing I was explaining. That's what you put oh, this really? stuff in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe maybe that's what they call it in uh, in Lebanese. I definitely had it from a different place, and it was, it was really good. But I, I don't know who the owners yeah, that, of that that's place. That's the thing were. I was just talking about with the putting the hashwi in it. That's what people do. Right. They put that right, this but, thing in it. All right, those guys might those guys might have been Israeli or something. I don't know. So I, they they, they um, call no, it kibbe. That it can be called kibbe as well, but Ross is like the more like specialized name for it. Anyway, uh, that, that's just Both really good. 
Yeah, that's just really, really good. And, and I really appreciate it. And, I, and I'm sad that I moved away from the place, but whatever. Yeah. So in conclusion with this, uh, with this article, um, do better, Japan. Do better. Do better on do better on cheese and do better on fetishizing my culture, please. All right. Oh, but, but uh, speaking of fetishizing culture, I was going to say that like, for a veggie patty, instead of a black bean patty, I would rather much have just like a giant falafel that was like shaped like a burger. Like I would so much rather have that. Uh, uh, people have done that. The thing with falafel is it's actually surprisingly easy to fuck up. Too much falafel is dry as fuck, and it's not good. That's true. Like, I, I suppose I, if you made like a two. If you made a too big falafel, it, it wouldn't cook through properly, which is why yeah, it has it, to be it, like it, the it shape becomes it, too it dry. Is. Usually, um, you can tell which falafel is going to be good by the size of how big they make the falafel. Mm. It's like a perfect like size. It, it's usually on the smaller. You know how some people say, "I don't like big bananas." Yeah, yeah, because they feel like it doesn't taste as good, which is pretty much right, right? Like usually, smaller I mean, bananas tend to taste sweeter. I mean. I, I mean, I said yes, but I also, but in, in my mind, I was like, no, like, what? Who the who the fuck says that? Mom and I swear by it that smaller bananas <laughs> taste sweeter. Anyways, okay. regardless, it's a similar thing, whether you believe that or not. With falafel, it's definitely okay. true because the smaller it is, the more likely it will be to be a lot more moist, like the moisture in it will, will be retained because you don't have to cook it as long, so it doesn't get mm. as dry. Whereas the larger ones just become very, very dry, and it's actually very easy to fuck it up, and a lot of Lebanese restaurants themselves will fuck up um, falafel, and there's only like two good places around me that make good falafel. Right. As why why are falafels green? They're not green. It's like a the inside is like greenish. The, 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 is, I thought it was okay. Like that part. Yeah, the inside is like green. All the fucks in falafel. It's chickpea. I know that. Yeah, yeah is it like is it cause like parsley? I guess it's parsley. I'm not sure. I'm not. Maybe I'm not. I'm not yeah. Um, apparently it's just, you, 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 you don't, know. you don't make, you don't make falafel at home. You only get from restaurants. Is it, is it, is it that kind of dish where it's like, it's so hard to make that you have to get from a restaurant? No, it's, it's easy to make. It's pretty easy to make, but it's just like, it's a convenience thing, right? You don't, you, you don't want to make falafel at home. It's something you want to pick up on the way home as, and just like make at home, like make a sandwich at home. Okay. That's what we usually do. Just get like mm, a bag okay. of falafel, take it home. And usually they add like the sauces and stuff, the tahini. The hummus oh. and stuff and the, that stuff, and then you just make the sandwich at home, or you can buy the sandwich from them too. But yeah. usually, that, that like if I, if I buy a bag of falafel, that'll be like a day or two of worth of food. Day or two? Wait, wait, wait! But it's it gets so much worse when it's when it cools down. Like falafel is good when it's fresh out of the fryer. I mean, it's still good when it's when you, when you reheat it, but like it's the best when it's fresh out. Yeah, of the sure. Fryer, though definitely, but convenience. I don't know. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this I, turned I, from podcast. This turned from podcast into me just talking to ads hour. <laughs> I, I think reheating falafel is still good. Uh, still a decent, uh, above average sandwich. So that's fine. Yes. All right. Cool. Okay. Uh, before uh, rambling, talking to ads about random shit hour goes on too long. Uh, should, should we just end, or do you mean? <laughs> no, I think we can end on this. This is a good place All to right. end. Oh no! Wait, wait! I I didn't ask you how you're doing. Uh, how, how, doing? how are you doing now? Yeah, how are you doing? I'm I'm tired. I spent the whole night watching <laughs> Intama. Do you want to reveal now that while while we're recording this so much earlier? Wow, sure. It's not it's not a particularly interesting reason, but sure. <laughs> why are we recording like five days early? And if you lie, I will tell the real reason. I mean, the reason is literally because I might be unavailable. 
Okay. And I will Keith, be without it... computer for the next. I might be without computer for like the next week. Okay. So, so what cap is happening is yeah. Keith needs what to house deal? it for the cartel. Exactly. That is not the reason. I mean, yes, that's but that's also what a cartel member would say. Exactly. <laughs> how would he? How would he say that he's doing that live? Well, not live, but. On this, it's okay, okay. If you publish this when you're supposed to publish it, you'll be back, so you'll be out of cartel reach. That's fine. No, I won't be. That's oh, you won't. Okay, fine. <laughs> Why I have to do it guys, early and guys, set it to upload? Guys, guys, we're taking um requests for new podcast uh, engineers, sound engineers. What's your producer? That's the word. That's always interesting. Part of, producer, and I don't I mean, part, part of the part of the reason why we think you're part of the cartel is that like where are you going that you can't get internet? Like, like I went to Korea and I did this thing for like three, 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 eight weeks because like, it's no problem. This is, it's just this is the modern world. You can get internet wherever you want. So clearly Keith has gone to somewhere where you will he won't be available either because you don't have internet or because he'll be busy. So it seems like shady business man that that's why that's why we're wondering that's why we're thinking say i wasn't gonna have internet i said i'm not taking my computer well there we go like maybe you've got to hide evidence who knows yeah he's being supplied a a computer by the cartel that's gonna be like perfectly cleaned you know those ones that you have to like clean yeah, he's gonna have he's gonna yeah. have to grind the hard drive into dust afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's just it's generated alongside a corpse, like a like a mortuary into like yeah, into, yeah. All right. Anyways, let's go to songs of the week. All right, I, I, I'll, I'll actually go first for the first time in forever. But uh, uh, I'm gonna recommend the theme song of IEM Karavitsu, Intel Extreme Masters Karavitsu. It's called "Stay Alive" by Leet Mob, and this band is known for nothing. Like, like they're completely unknown outside of this one song. But I, I feel like this this song is like a representation of how I am coming up. Uh, yeah, it's com- it's coming up in uh, February. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that soon. Uh, I may or may not go there. I'm, I'm sort of leaning not going there because of COVID. But whatever. Uh, they hire like a not a completely random, but basically like a very unknown. Uh, elect- electro pop band to do like a song for their uh, for the tournament and you know like riots like they spend like a shit ton of money on famous acts right like wh- semi-famous but yeah sure well the arcade like look at the arcade arcade okay, was like ridiculous right? but, uh, but like but if you look yeah. at like the world songs right like the, the yeah. artists they're picking up mega stars but they're they're still star- they're like people who are successful artists yeah so yeah sure so so this this one is so I am they hired like a like a very unknown rando band to do it and it's actually like I wouldn't say it's like a great song but it really really fits the need of like a we need an esports theme song I I I really really love this song it's the song that comes to mind when I think of StarCraft two esports and like and I feel like it's sort of a testament to the fact that there's so many good artists out there who can make a to make you a good song and it's just about like luck and chance about who who succeeds yeah fair enough. Keith Gennix. Uh My song is the most well-known song off the greatest hip-hop album of all time. It's uh, Definition by Blackstar. The Definitely. duo of Yasin Bey and Talib Kweli. You mean Talib, lyrics stick to your rib? I mean... Anyways, great song. And that's a song I just referenced. It's a great song as well. Um... My song of the week is Sun God Sam and the California Drug Deals by Lupe Fiasco off his sprawling, enormous album, 
Drogus wave that's like an hour and 40 minutes long. And unlike uh, unlike uh, Donda, it's actually, it uses its one hour and 40 minutes to good effect. There's a great album. That song is a really good song. Um, the third verse in particular has such an amazing um, just rhyme, fl- rhyme flow and like storyline to it that it's a, it's really mesmerizing to just hear Lupe at like at full speed. He doesn't really rap fast very often, but even when he raps fast, a lot of people who rap fast, just it just sounds bad. It's actually a very good skill to be able to rap fast and sound good and still sound like you're flowing the way it's meant to flow. That's why I say someone like Freddie Gibbs is such an amazing rapper because when he ups the ante, ups the speed, he still sounds as good as as good as he does when he's rapping slower. I think that's the goal for anybody trying to rap fast. And this song definitely does it. All right. Amazing. Uh, so we'll talk to you again in... Man, I feel like because we've done this early and like our next podcast recording date is going to be in, what, like 10 days? Man, I, I'm going to miss ads for, for a while. Yeah, it's not like we talk literally daily on the on the Discord. It's different, man. It's different. It, it, it's, it's different, man. It's different. It's different. All right. Well, Keith, good luck. Try not to get killed by the cartel. Um, Wax, I'll see you in 10 days. Yeah. Well, I'll see Keith, yeah, Keith. Well in 10 days. Yeah, we'll yeah, see Keith, you happy, guys. Keith, happy yep. hunting. Happy hunting, Keith. Happy hunting. Um, we'll see you guys at the exact same time because nothing will change for you guys because it will still come out at the time that it's going to come out. And will continue to come out at the same time it come out. And but if you want to make sure, because maybe you won't, maybe you won't. Who knows? You can give us money. www.coffee.ko-fi.com/slash/thejujus. I will be personally. I'm gonna be on record saying this. I will be personally putting any money you give me towards improving cheese in Japan. I'm, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna create a non-for-profit, but actually for-profit endeavor um, organization to improve cheese quality in japan and to prove to people that lactose intolerance doesn't exist we'll catch you guys again next week until then see you